Welcome to the Candida Chronicles with our host, Michael Biamonte, Certified Clinical Nutritionist. In this podcast, Michael will answer your questions and reveal the shocking truth that the cause of most chronic ailments is not what you've been told. The source is Candida, a yeast overgrowth which, when it becomes systemic, can cause all sorts of seemingly unrelated ailments such as chronic fatigue syndrome and even weight gain. For more information on how Michael can help you, please visit healthtruth.com, that's health-truth.com, or phone his office at 212-587-2330. And now, without further ado, Michael Biamonte. That's a wrap for this episode of the Candida And hello everyone, this is Michael Biamonte, Clinical Nutritionist, with another edition of the Candida Chronicles. First off, I would like to announce to everyone that our book, The Candida Chronicles, the first in a series of five, is uh, apparently going to the printer and to the editor, and hopefully we're going to have an end result and an end product within the next few weeks. And the book will be on sale at health-truth.com. Leave several other websites, but most importantly on Amazon.com for those of you who'd like to get a copy. The book covers all the basics of the Biamonte method of eliminating candida and answers a lot of questions about the nature of candida and why it exists. Also, I'd like to wish everyone a happy and healthy Fourth of July weekend. Uh, interesting video on YouTube by a fellow named Mark Rice. You may want to look this up. Uh, Mark Rice is a street interviewer. He goes out and asks people various questions. And he did a interview not a while back where he interviewed those and asked them if they understood and knew why we celebrate the 4th of July. And uh, I think you should all check this video out because the reasons that some people gave were pretty astonishing. I won't let the cat out of the bag here, but I do think you'll find it horrifying, but also somewhat amusing. So last week, during our podcast, we apparently had some type of technical difficulty which interfered with the broadcast about halfway through. So we are going to repeat some of the salient points of that episode, which was entitled How to Find Out or How to Tell if Others Have Candida, which is kind of interesting. It's a little bit off the beaten track from what we would normally talk about on this broadcast. But I think it is interesting to uh, consider. The first thing that one would look at if you're considering that someone you know might have candida is you would look at their medical history and look for extreme trauma that they experienced from an accident or some horrible period of stress. You'd also look at their antibiotic use, use of antacids, use of cortisone and steroids, chemotherapy agents. Uh, these would be key things to identify whether or not the person at, at hand here would have candida or have a strong possibility towards it. 
the more of these possibilities that you come up with with them, stress, trauma, the drugs, more likely it is that they could have candida. Next thing we would look at would be their symptoms. Are they known to have uh, digestive issues? Uh, for instance, is Uncle Joe known to clear the room with some of his flatulence? Is Aunt uh, Mimi known to burp like a machine gun? Any of these items are big possibilities. Digestive items would be one of the first things you'd look at. If they also complain about their energy, they're constantly complaining that they just can never get anything done. They're always so tired. Here is another big factor, strong possibility. Skin problems would be another hint that they may have candida. And then, of course, as we go further along the line, if they suffer with any autoimmune illness, like multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, Hashimoto's disease, any of these issues, you're getting closer to a guarantee that they probably do. Find out if they have a lot of food allergies, airborne allergens, if they're very chemically sensitive. Are they the type of person who can't be in a room with cigarette smoke or with cleaning fumes like from bleach and things like this? The more the answer would be yes, the more likely they have candida. And then finally, are they the type of person who has all of these symptoms or all of these possibilities active and they are also extremely fatigued to the point where it's difficult to get them to come out for family events and participate in different functions, you could pretty much be guaranteed that they have candida, even though candida may not be their primary problem, I think you could be guaranteed that it definitely is part of their problem, a large part. So in identifying that the person has candida, uh, your next situation is, well, how do you inform them of this, of your diagnosis? Well, the first thing to keep in mind is you're not going to want to go to them and tell them, I think you have candida, because they're going to become immediately defensive. First of all, the odds are is they don't even know what candida is, so you're going to give them a misunderstood word in the beginning, and then you're also imposing your opinion on them, which is not likely to be received well since it's not their idea. So the wise thing to do at that point is to give them some things to read, watch, or listen to about Candida under the guise that it's for you. You could say, Uncle Joe, I've been you know, reading these things about this health issue caused, called Candida, and I think that it's something I might have. Would you mind looking into it and giving me your opinion? Now, when you do this, you're exposing them to the information on the subject and you're not essentially making them wrong by, by insinuating that this is something they have. So you're allowing them at their own determinism with an open mind to take a look at this material. And there's always the possibility they may have the realization or cognition that, my God, this may apply to me. As they're reading this, they may say, wow, this sounds just like me. At that point, they may forget about you and the focus will be become, be, uh, become how they have the condition. And I've seen this happen numerous times. 
I've had patients come to my office with friends or relatives of theirs as uh, escorts who really didn't know very much about what was going on except that the, their friend or relative had this chronic condition that needed to be treated. And when we started going over all their problems and symptoms and the friend actually got some reading material from us on Candida, they ended up originating, I think I have this too. The idea is to give the person this material to read in an environment which is non-threatening so that you can allow them to have and reach their own conclusion. Some people may not realize they have this condition for years after they're exposed to this data. God knows what it might take for it to sink in with them. Others may catch it right away. It, uh, it does vary. One thing for sure is you're not going to have them realize this by enforcing it. The more you try to enforce that they have the problem, the less responsive they're going to be. And they're not going to want to really participate in any conversation with you about this. So you always want to present the material from the angle that they're doing you a favor in uh, looking at this because it's a problem you, you might have as opposed to them having the problem. If, of course, they realize they have the problem, then you can coax them into looking at different treatment plans and you can refer them to, to the center and uh, we can help them. But you must have patience when you're dealing with the friend or relative. People have different lags in their communication, lags in their ability to come to realizations about others or themselves. And you don't necessarily know how quick they are going to be along these lines to realize that they have this problem and then want to do something about it. So patience is of the utmost importance when you're dealing with a friend or relative and trying to enlighten them as to this condition. Too much force, being too aggressive with them is definitely not going to work. So along the same lines here, there are different levels of having candida as a condition, which in a sense I almost uh, had just outlined here for you. And the first level of candida, when a person contracts candida, one of the first things they're bound to notice or observe is that their energy declines for unknown reasons. Simultaneously with this, usually they start to notice digestive problems. And the digestive problem could be of any sort, of any kind. It could, be, it could range from constipation to diarrhea to gas to burping to belching to anything. Typically after this, as the candida becomes a little bit more advanced, they may start to develop dry skin or skin manifestations. Seborrhea dermatitis is very common, psoriasis, eczema, all very common. Coming up the line from that, we notice the person starts to develop allergies, food allergies, airborne allergens, or be very chemically sensitive to their environment. Coming up the line from that, 
the person then starts to develop autoimmune illness. Hashimoto's disease of the thyroid, rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, lupus, on and on. Uh, any type of autoimmune condition is possible. At any time during this process, the person could start manifesting vaginal yeast infections, rectal itching, or groin rashes, because it can affect the genitals at any time. And then in more or less what we would consider the last stage of candida, the latter stage, the person will have extreme fatigue to the point where they're not really capable of functioning in life in a normal fashion. They'll also have all the problems that we had uh, discussed, or all the levels, let's say, leading up to that, still as a present-time complaint. This is how you can gauge where somebody is as far as the candida goes. So wherever the, the majority of their symptoms are, that's where they would be. But of course, the key symptoms you're looking for are the ones that I just outlined. Because those are the ones that definitely tell you how far along or how advanced they are. The interesting thing is that at, regardless of how advanced someone is or not, healing can be just as fast as anyone. Key issue with healing candida is that the person genetically be sound, where they're not a bad methylator, they're not a bad detoxifier, and they don't have the genetic SNP MMP-1, which is the collagen error that affects the intestinal tract, makes the intestinal tract weak, and therefore allows candida to more permeate the intestines. That's a key thing that we don't want the person to have. An interesting attribute of candida that we've uh, only recently been discussing with patients is the fact that candida as an organism holds on to various toxins. Now, it's been known for quite some time that candida as an organism can hold on to mercury as a toxic metal. It's been said that candida can also hold on to some other toxic metals as well. And when candida is killed, the candida releases these toxic metals. So this would tend to intensify the die-off reaction that someone is going to get from having candida. Because you not only have the die-off that you're getting of the actual fungal cells, but you're getting the release of mercury, copper, or whatever the other metallic toxin is from the candida cells. An interesting thing that came up recently, which uh, there is some data on the in the literature about, is candida's ability to hold on to other toxins. Now, at this point, I don't have any real authoritative research that is very specific. So we will say, as far as this goes as a theory, that it is possible that candida can generally absorb and hold any toxin that the body might have. So this could be drug residues. Let's say the person is on some type of drug. Um, and particularly, we would be concerned with drugs that more have an affinity for the fat cells and store in the fat cells. Uh, and if this was true, there would be a higher amount of these drug residues in the candida cells, 
when the person kills the candida, there could be a drug reaction, like a drug withdrawal reaction, let's say, or a drug restimulation action because of the fact that candida is now releasing these stored drugs from its own tissues as it dies. That's quite an event. And this is something that we're going to look into over the next few months in research to see if we can nail down to what degree this happens because this could end up being a major, major information. If candida holds on to residues of drugs and various toxins and then releases them when the candida dies, this gives you a very good way to predict in your patient the degree of die-off or the degree of intolerance he may have to his candida treatment due to this and die-off being intensified by these toxins. It's difficult enough for most people to withstand and go through the die-off that you get from your average candida case. But if you were to add to the fact that the candida organism is going to hold and harbor toxic metals, drug residues, and other toxins in its cells and then release these upon its own decomposition, that certainly heightens the concern and the reaction that a person with candida is bound to have. But it does give the doctor and the practitioner additional prediction in knowing what to give this person in setting up their program so that you can compensate and deal with this issue. And those are the things we're going to be looking at over the next couple of months. And undoubtedly, this may, be, uh, this may play a part in the second book of the Candida Chronicle series, where we'll be discussing the role of toxins and the environment in Candida. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be all for today. I hope this was informative. And again, I wish you all a very happy 4th of July. Please look, look at the Mark Rice YouTube video on 4th of July. You'll find it interesting. And we will be with you again next Friday for another edition of the Candida Chronicles. Welcome to the Candida Chronicles with our host, Michael Biamonte, Certified Clinical Nutritionist. In this podcast, Michael will answer your questions and reveal the shocking truth that the cause of most chronic ailments is not what you've been told. The source is candida, a yeast overgrowth which, when it becomes systemic, can cause all sorts of seemingly unrelated ailments such as chronic fatigue syndrome and even weight gain. For more information on how Michael can help you, please visit healthtruth.com, that's health-truth.com, or phone his office at 212-587-2330. And now, without further ado, Michael Biamonte.